0: Hello, everyone. This is Scott Shell, and this is the Ben Barry Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at believe.com and at Believe on Twitter. You can find me personally at Shell Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we talk about the Golden State Warriors and some of their games coming up over the next couple of days from a betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're gonna have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. March Madness and baseball are finally upon us. Bet Online has you covered with all of the updated news scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Banberry Podcast. And before we end up going on break, we quickly previewed what we're going to be doing for this week's show. Once again, talking about Golden State, and this is a pretty special show since it is going to be the final regular season show that we have to talk about the Warriors because they only have two games left on the uh, upcoming schedule before the playoffs start or the play-in games start, however you want to phrase it. I don't exactly know if the play-ins count as the playoffs. I'm assuming they don't, but you can call it an extension of first four in whatever you want to call it. I don't even know, but the point is Golden State has less games than they normally have on the show. We're used to having the Warriors play three to four games but they only have two, so we're going to end up calling a bit of an audible, talking about both games, recapping what happened last week, and then also talking about the updated Western Conference standings and where the Warriors might end up when it comes to the playing games and who they might match up against. But either way, we're going to start off recapping what happened last week, and the Warriors were phenomenal. They ended up going 4-0, 4-0 against the number as well. Meanwhile, we ended up going 2-2. We were right about the Oklahoma City games uh, the first two games on the card, we liked Golden State, and we thought they would win very handily in both games. Won the Thursday game by 21, and then they thought, you know what, we can win by even more against this awful team. And they ended up winning 136-97. Curry at 49, he lost his mind in that game. And Golden State ended up winning those two games handily. Then had a definitely a step up in competition, facing off against Utah at home on Monday, and then a back-to-back a home game against Phoenix on Tuesday, Golden State ended up winning the game against Utah by three. Got a little bit dicey late. Golden State was up about 17 with about seven minutes to go. And then they basically choked the game away. Utah ended up having a lead with less than a minute to go. But Curry made a big three. They ended up winning the game. And then they had the back-to-back spot against Phoenix. And I just thought it was a terrible spot for Golden State having to play Utah and then playing immediately the day after. But Golden State came out slow. Uh, They ended up falling behind early. And then the second half happened and Golden State woke up. Curry actually did not have a great game from 3-1 for 11, did make a big scoop layup at the end of the fourth quarter to pretty much ice the game. But you look at Andrew Wiggins, 38 points, which I'm sure a lot of people did not see coming. But Wiggins was phenomenal. Draymond had 10 rebounds, 11 assists. I believe he had 12 points as well. Uh, so he had a triple-double in that game. But looking at Golden State, now this team is 37-33. and 33, So this team has started to play really well at the right time. And if you're looking at, sorry, Draymond had 11, 11, and 10. I thought it was 12, 11, and 10. But either way, he hit a triple-double. And now you want to look at the actual Western Conference standings. We're going to do this first before the actual game's coming up because of the fact that you have some meaningful games in those two in terms of seeding, but we'll talk about that in a second. So as of right now, Golden State is locked into one of the play-in games. They are, of course, four games behind Dallas for the sixth seed, which is the last seed where you don't have to be in the play-in game. So, of course, that's not going to happen because they're down four games uh, with two games left. Now you want to look at the 11 spot, uh, which is the one team that could, I guess, knock out the Warriors, is the Kings. They are five and a half backs. The Golden State has already clinched a spot in the play-in tournament. But the thing you have to wonder right now is who they're going to play. Because the NBA ended up sticking with a new system with the play-in tournaments, and it's not the normal 7-10, 8-9. It's the 7 versus the 8, and then the 9 versus the 10, the loser of the 7-8 ends up playing the winner of the 9-10, and whoever wins that second game ends up being the 8 seed. So the reason why that matters is because of the fact that Golden State is three behind the Lakers, but the Lakers are still one game behind Portland and Dallas for the 5-6 seed. So right now, Golden State would be playing the Lakers into the first play-in game, but the Lakers can still hypothetically catch the Mavericks and Ash or the Blazers, so you could see a couple of matchup switches uh, during the next couple of days, plus Golden State as right now is playing Memphis in, or right now would potentially play Memphis uh, if Memphis is able to beat San Antonio in the play-in game based on the current standings, but Memphis is only half a game behind Golden State, which is extremely important because the 8 seed allows you a double elimination, where if you lose the 7-8 game, you are still alive, and you still have a shot to win the second game in order to make the playoffs, where if you were in the 9-10, you lose one game, you're going home. So the 8th seed is very important, which is why Golden State really needs to hold on to the 8th seed, and that's important because, of course, the Warriors are playing Memphis in the final week of the season, and that could potentially determine uh, who's going to be the 8 and who's going to be the 9. But we'll start off talking about the first game in Golden State's upcoming schedule, which is going to be against the Pelicans at home, and that will be taking place tomorrow on Friday night at around 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. And for that matchup, New uh, New Orleans is an underdog. I don't believe there's currently a number out yet that usually gets released at around 6 p.m. Eastern on the overnight. But looking at this actual spot here, Golden State's going to be favored by a decent amount. They kind of have to be. You look at New Orleans and how this team has played lately, they've been decent against the number. But of course, Ingram is still out. Zion's still out. This team has nothing to play for. So Golden State, of course, has everything to play for. And even though these teams ended up splitting about a week and a half ago, Curry did whatever he wanted against this team, and New Orleans still can't really guard anybody. So I don't have a number here. I know that the Pelicans, I believe, were getting nine on the road against Dallas yesterday, which makes me believe that Golden State should probably be favored by around, I want to say seven and a half, give or take, maybe eight. Uh, I like Golden State in the spot. At the end of the day, New Orleans has nothing to play for. This team has played some gritty basketball, which I guess is a way of saying this team isn't very talented, but they're trying. So you can define that however you want. But Golden State's the better team. And with New Orleans being extremely shorthanded with a lack of motivation as well, I think Golden State wins handily. This might turn into a rout. I think this game could get ugly from start to finish. But either way, I think Golden State should end up winning that first game against New Orleans. And that's going to take us to the main game that's, gonna, that's going to be taking place on the regular season finale, which is going to be the Warriors against the Grizzlies. And that's going to be in, in Golden State. I mentioned in last week's video, but Golden State ending the regular season with six straight home games is definitely a really, really nice look, uh, nice, uh, you know, look of the draw there. But that's going to be on Sunday, uh, on May 16th, which is kind of interesting uh, because I know the NBA determines the schedules well in advance, but that really worked out perfectly based on the two teams playing. Now Memphis has been a team that's been kind of up and down over the last couple of weeks. They ended up smacking Dallas in their last game by about 29 points. they won three in a row, but they won three in a row. They have also only won four of seven. So this team has really been up and down all season long. Valanchunas, of course, is going to be a serious problem for Golden State, but I do expect them to force him into a bunch of pick-and-roll defensive situations against the perimeter players, which should be a problem. John Morant has been... I don't even know how to describe Morant this season. Like His numbers are fine. I think he's been a little bit inconsistent. He's averaging 19.3 points per game and 7.3 assists, but you look at the efficiency, not really there. Ja this season is shooting roughly 45% from the floor, 30.9% from three. That's not pretty. And you look at his last couple of games, he had 24 against Dallas. Last two games, though, before that against New Orleans and Toronto, had exactly 12. So Ja Morant could show up for this game because he's kind of a big game player, but I do think Curry will get the better end of that matchup. I'm curious what the spread's going to be, once again, because we're making this uh, podcast a couple days in advance. The lines are not out on this game. But I do think that Golden State will be favored because it is a home game. I would assume probably 3.5, if I had to guess, because Golden State has been very, very good at home this season. And Memphis on the road has actually been pretty good as well, but Golden State is kind of peaking at the right time. And I am curious if there's going to be a bit of a Curry factor when it comes to odds makers, because when Golden State plays Memphis for this game, which could have serious seeding implications because this could be to determine the eighth seed, I got to assume the public's going to be all over Curry and the Warriors in this spot, especially at home. So you should see these metal line movement on Golden State, but Memphis is 20 and 15 on the road, pretty good road team. Golden State, though, 23 and 11 at home, I think soon to be 24 and 11 after playing New Orleans. But the point is Golden State's a really good home team and Memphis has been a team that's been kind of unpredictable all season long, where Golden State has been really good at home, really bad on the road. That's kind of their M.O., but Curry's going to need to have a big game. I'm going to give it to Golden State, though. I think that this team has, I don't even want to say figured out a formula for winning, besides letting Curry take about 21 threes per game, which is a phenomenal coaching adjustment by Kerr, just to look at Curry and say, you know what? You need to shoot more. You're already attempting like 13 threes a game. Let's bump those numbers up to 20. Those are some rookie numbers in this racket. So, I'm a fan of what they're doing. They realize that Curry is basically, I don't want to say by himself out there, because Draymond's been good from a facilitating perspective. Scoring-wise, not so much. Wiggins had 38 the last game, but the season has been kind of up and down. Oubre, of course, still out with that ligament issue. So, I don't want to say he's by himself out there, but he's basically by himself out there. So, when in doubt, send him around screens and let him shoot all the time. I think that's a great recipe for success. I am a little bit concerned with Valanchunas in the middle, especially since Valanchunas is a man among boys in there so far this season. And if you want to look at Valanchunas' numbers against Golden State, they are pretty good. Uh, so I do think that he should end up having an easy double-double. I am curious if they're going to be able to keep Valanchunas out of the paint or force him into foul trouble. Once again, it really comes down to how much they force Valanchunas to guard on pick-and-roll switches. But if you want to look at his numbers against Golden State, he's played twice, 14.5 points per game and 15.5 rebounds with 1.5 blocks, 53% from the floor, roughly. So he's been very efficient. Not exactly the greatest offensive performances, averaging about uh, 14.5 points, but the rebounding at 15.5 definitely seems up to par, and I am curious if Golden State will be able to at least limit him on the boards, but we will see. But either way, though, before we end up wrapping up this show, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Support for this podcast brought to you by Just Alive, a trusted source for high-quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. I personally have had issues with maintaining focus and energy levels throughout the day, and that's why Just Alive has come up with their new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C, plus their vegan and low-sugar JustLive was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product that they could trust and that they could stand behind. If you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving them a try. Plus, if you buy one, you get one free of the new gummy line with the code word SUPPORT at JustLive.com. That's buy one, get one free at JustLive.com using the code word SUPPORT. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bainberry Podcast. Now, of course, we ended up going through basically everything that we're going to be talking about with regard to Golden State and how they're going to finish off the season. But I did not predict what seed they're going to end up in. I talked about the games. I think they're going to win the next two. If you're doing the math at home, that means they're going to get the eight seed. So just to explain that to you, I do think it's going to come down to the final game. You look at Memphis and leading up to the game against Golden State, they do play Sacramento. And Sacramento has been playing some OK basketball lately, but of course, no Dier and Fox. No, uh, I'm assuming Bagley's not going to play because he missed the last game as well. Halliburton's still out. The team really doesn't have many players left, and I do think Memphis will win this game tonight at home. So, based on that, I think it's going to come down to the final game of the regular season. They actually play Sacramento twice, so I think they'll win both those games. I forgot they do play back to back, but I think Memphis will win both those games which means that both teams should be roughly tied uh, going into the final game for that eight seed, which I do think is going to be very, very exciting because, of course, with Memphis with an extra game, if they win tonight, then they're officially tied with Golden State. Then if Golden State wins on Friday and Memphis wins against Sacramento on Friday as well, they're going to be tied, so the final game is going to matter a lot. But I'm going to give it to Golden State. This team, at the end of the day, uh, seems to be playing really well, and I'm not saying that this is going to be a, we believe, 2.0 team. Draymond dismissed the notion because they have Steph Curry, who is the best shooter of all time. But I do think that Golden State is a team that a lot of one-seeds don't want to play. They just beat Utah. They just beat Phoenix. If they end up getting through the playing games, they'll either play against Phoenix or Utah, most likely. So I think Phoenix or Utah are alive to get upset by Golden State in the first round. But we'll worry about that when it leads up to the actual uh, games, of course. But we'll see what happens. All I know is that for the 7 and 8 seeds, I do think the Lakers will end up as the 7. So I do think Golden State will end up playing the Lakers in the first playing game, which is the, an NBA—that's uh, uh, just that's just an NBA dream right there for ratings. I'm assuming that game will be watched by a lot of people. But I do think that Golden State— is definitely a team to keep an eye on. And this team has been very fun to watch. And that's really all I can ask for. But other than that, though, that has been this installment of the Betting barrier podcast here on the Bleed podcast network. Good luck to all of you and respect the best today. Bye everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus,